fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? It's Saturday, October 29th, 2011, episode 94 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. Your weekly look into the cannabis culture, see what's going on. I uh, got some petition update numbers for you, got some uh, questions, some advice. The White House finally came out with a statement about the F- We the People uh, online petition, what we have to say about legalizing marijuana. So look forward to that. Uh, of course, it's almost Halloween time, so we have the, the Halloween fear-mongering happening about the marijuana lace candies and razor blades and apples and needles and pixie sticks. You know, the, the usual Halloween stuff. Uh, you guys can give us a call live, 406-204-4687. Say hey. Also tonight, uh, the MTCIA is doing a show, a party, a Halloween costume party. Uh, raising food for the Veterans Food Pantry and money for the lawsuit against SB 423. Uh, 15 bucks at the door, $10 worth of food donation. Thank you, Jimmy One. And where's this going to be at? I know they got two bands, uh, God-fearing women, throw is awesome, and uh, monkey and a roast beef sandwich. So uh, They're holding, it's called the Vampire's Ball, um, ah. and it's it's been done annually, probably for the last like eight or nine, ten years or so. At the oh, Elks so it's not Club. the MTCIA per se, because they haven't been around that long. No, but the, the event has been done. Uh, we had the opportunity to host it this year and ah. use that. Um, it's at the Elks Lodge, so correct. it's tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, uh, Monkey and Roast Beef Sandwich is a local band. They've been playing yeah, together same for with a while. God-fearing yeah, they're women. huge supporters for the whole cannabis movement, and and same with God Fearing Woman, which is kind of a sublimey ska, yeah, reggae ish yeah. kind of. They're good though. I like it. Yeah, they're a lot a of hip hop feel, a little funk. Right, so bring your medicated pixie sticks and razor blades. <laughs> yeah, and your razor bladed poisoned apples, and we'll reenact Sleeping Beauty. It'll be fun. So, uh, yeah, petition numbers update. Uh, we qualified 70 House districts at 5%, more than 11,500 uh, more valid signatures than what was required, 15% in three House districts. So, not too bad. No, certainly, uh, like I've been saying, a, a victory for all of those people that have been um, putting in the effort to collect signatures and things. It was really kind of a lot of stress to be taken up pond um especially in summer in montana sure when there's lots of better things to be doing other than carrying around a clipboard and asking people if they'd like to support a petition (laughs) yeah right you know and it's so funny too because you know it only takes about a minute or a half or it did take only like a minute minute and a half even if you had to register to vote as well but uh that's a lot to ask for somebody you know and especially for a lot of these people that if i mean that's the most they've done for any one cause other than you know yeah supporting their local capitalist (laughs) movement right by stopping at walmart yeah exactly exactly on sunday (laughs) yeah exactly we the people occupy walmart (laughs) every sunday 
We re-up on supplies because we consume them all. You know, there's probably a marketing uh, tool available because of sure. the whole, you know, Occupy thing. If a, if a corporation was to, to take that on, you know, kind of like the, the green movement, how there's green garbage bags. You know, right, you can right. Buy the, the gentle on the environment uh, black plastic garbage bags, which I... I, I don't understand how they're green, but it's a great marketing tool because sure. people buy those sure. things, you know. And if it was it's like, like natural cigarettes, you know, they're like, ooh, all natural, but right. you're probably still going to get cancer from them. You know, so I wonder if, what they're going to do. It's, it's been getting pretty cold here. They had their first little snowstorm over there back east uh, for the Occupy Wall Street people, and I heard that Bloomberg uh, decreed that generators and heaters and all that sort of stuff were a fire hazard. So everyone went in there, rounded them up, and took them away. So now they're all in there, like, huddling together, trying to keep warm. It's it's a mess. Right, but... Is that a... That's you're, not you're a You're in nice. downtown New York uh, doing a demonstration. You've been down there for weeks now. 20 and, days, some people You know, have. I don't know if anywhere in any city they'd let you, like, you know set up a skid row in the middle of town. Right, you know, which, it's yeah, it's kind of barrels it's with turned fires into, going unfortunately. on. Yeah, you know, it's... I don't blame the city of New York for trying to, I don't know... Well, what happens, let's say that. hypothetically somebody trips over something and a fire starts there. Will they then turn sue the city? Like, is this really the city being responsible? Because in the story I read... They said that it was kind of a dick move that the city was trying to fight them this way or something. But if you think about it, it's not exactly set up in a nice and neat, orderly, you know, no, commune. It's no. kind of... It looks like... I mean, I've seen some pictures It looks that like looks, Burning Man, right? Minus <laughs> right. The, the, the Burning Man. Right. Which there may have been if they continued uh, to... That's uh, true. That. But yeah, Mon- at, at Mon- what point does, does New York... Do, do the officials of that town or do the, I mean, at what point do you, you know, you have to draw the line somewhere. Do you Otherwise you're going to have demands. Do you say what, well, no, what but, will get you guys to just go the F home? What can we do to appease you? I don't think that they could come out and say that because that's that's what they're looking for. They're looking for this. Let's try to buy them off. You know, I think that that would fuel. Yeah, yeah, that would fuel the movement. If anything else, you know, if you offered everyone down there a job for the winter, they'd probably (laughs) cleaning up the park. (laughs) Yeah, they'd probably vacate. You know, but a lot of people down there, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, you know, you're not going to be part of the machine. I haven't followed that whole Occupy thing. Well, there's one in the most of actually heard about it is from John Stewart and ah, so interesting that's and it's a very some daily show coverage well yeah because you know I don't really watch news I don't really right. find that that's even a good way to get information to get yourself and, educated you know from what I've briefly looked up on the internet I guess is what I'm trying to say is that I'm not that interested in sure. the whole it's there Occupy. if you wanted to look for it yeah, right it. but yeah. what I have seen of it it's kind of you know it does remind me Drum of that circles. yeah you know I you know I went to fish over the summer and it and i think that we had nicer camps weird you know? huh yeah and so exactly it's gonna get cold over there and y- y- the city of new york's not gonna allow them to have burning barrels and generators and you know so they up already shop. have parts of the city for that specifically cordon off right. here's, right. here's where you can burn well barrels in and- la skid row has uh, gotten its name just because of the way that people the band 
No, no. The area of town. Ah, right. Um, right. that's for like you know twenty thousand homeless people live there right, or something. Right. It's like a couple it's like of... our old Walmart here. Right, it's turned into and exactly. what Tidyman's was before Super One went in. It turned into like Bum Central. Exactly. You know, there's tents set up on the side it, of yeah, the road. Yeah, tent just, city. Yeah, exactly. Tent and so I, you know, I don't know about you, but um. I, I, I don't I know don't how you feel about I don't know how you, well I don't know how you feel about demonstrations like I think it's I think it's great um, a, a tool to be used to get your movement but at or, what point do you stop and say nothing's uh, happening one way or the other right we either need to what up the game or well, go home and re you know re- who who up? was it that did the the fasting thing you know he wasn't going to eat until you know the the chinese government it was a gandhi right, right. now check this out well if you had people setting themselves on fire self immolation style like we did in vietnam i would probably watch the news to the, see right that. <laughs> we're such Oh, <laughs> but you know, you you rub a neck and I see I see the purpose of people still being doing this demonstration because I think a demonstration is used to uh, bring awareness to your movement. You know, it puts you on the right. news. Like other than that, though, and there are a few well-spoken professors and whatnot down there that are like, yeah. "Here's what you should be saying." If the media comes up to you, here's like that they were they were down for a specific cause, but the majority of people you asked that were down there. We're just here to support the cause. Okay, well, what cause is that? Uh, we're 90, the 99%. Right. <laughs> like, okay, do you have anything above and beyond what you've read on a sign to say? Or, right. Like, you don't know. And see, I'm not really, I don't know how I feel about that. But uh, me either. You know, it's like th- these people, I don't want to say they're lost, but I, I think that there's there needs a, to be some leadership. Yeah, I think that there's some desire there to, you know, be a part of something. And and here's a demonstration of people, and it's easy to relate to a group of people that feel like they're being taken advantage of because we all feel that way. Probably, be, and if you ask them, it'd be because we're part of the 99%. Right. But are That's the banks the going to do anything differently because there's a couple thousand people standing out front of their building? No. Not at all. And and are less people going to open up checking accounts or get loans or do is it is it actually preventing anyone from doing Well look at it this way. Are those the same people that would have gotten bank accounts regardless? Or have they been living this sort of life where they, you know, travel around and follow the the whole rainbow gathering sort of lifestyle? Like are they they don't um, seem to me the kind of people that would need bank accounts for any reason, unless they had trust funds hidden away somewhere, you know, that, I don't know. R- right, and like I said, I, I, I don't know everything about this, and I, and I don't even know if I know exactly what their goal is or what this is all about, per se, but I think that, um, <laughs> I I think it's because I, you know, I've heard somebody else talk about this. Is that is what they were saying? Is that you know, when people someone goes to college, they they go to college for four or six years. They spend, you know, twenty to two hundred thousand dollars on their education. Sure. When they get out of school, At like least. there's like this idea that they're going to get paid, you know, one hundred and fifty grand a year coming out of college. Have it paid like, off, no worries. Right, you know, because they went to school to be an engineer, and just so happens that there are other engineers that have more experience. Right, you're not the only one. Right, and there are, you know, the job market is very competitive to the point where people are doing things for less money than it's worth. You know, and and so there's individuals that feel entitled to something better 
and I think it's part of the the Western culture to blame others for your situation. It's so much easier to say, well, you know, I, I'm it, it, things aren't going my way because of that, or that's because always of this, the other side or, of the argument that that one percent just worked extra hard. And what have you guys been doing for the last luck, ten years of you your know, lives? I whatever following it is. around fish concerts isn't going to exactly set you right. up for a career in trading stocks or liberties. You know? Correct. So correct. So some of there's the, that side of the coin too. That exactly. Exactly. You know, if you went to school to be a market trader and you are, you know, being successful at that, there's something to be said rather than, you know, going to school and getting your liberal arts Granted, degree. there is a lot of corruption in that system. Absolutely. And of course, what degree is going to pay more? Or, or, do we have more of a need for a Absolutely. liberal arts educated, you know, individualist or someone that's drawing up engineering diagrams? Yeah, uh, but and you can make the argument for both. Capitalism is a is a really tough animal to fight, right? Because at the root of capitalism, everybody agrees with the principle. Well, especially at this stage of it, correct? We're so far ingrained in this certain way of doing it, and so many people have this set way of doing it that right. you can't really turn that ship around, you know, it's without causing a lot of issues. Absolutely. And I think that uh America was really kind of built on capitalism and 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 I think the general idea is is that you are you are free to create or sell a product and make profit on it. You are able to uh own and operate a business in the field of your choosing and perform your task and your job. Right. You know, that's up to you. And the better you do, obviously, the better you're rewarded with your ability to Hopefully. do good sales. Right. Hopefully. And so, you know, everybody agrees or likes the the opportunity to be an entrepreneur or they have the option of, of starting their own business or doing something. You know, like look at the guy that did Facebook or Google or, you know, these guys, these, these people uh, started with very little and because of a capitalistic market, they're now billionaires. Um, they didn't have necessarily anything handed to them. They had genuinely original ideas that other right. people liked. And and capitalism has made it possible for those individuals to make the money that they've made. Also, a lot of that money that these companies have made have gone into making devices that a lot of us take for granted, the Android phones. You know, if Google had never become what Google has become, you know, there's a lot of things that – have benefited our society that Google has done. Google Translate is a really cool thing. You know, like it, it, you can translate websites from other countries that aren't written in English, so uh, we can read them. Um, w w without the the monetary support that Google has because of capitalism, there are a lot of there's a lot of research and development that would not have happened, and we wouldn't have some of the tools that we have today. Right now. With the ninety nine percent thing dealing with the banks and 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 the way that they are ran, I understand the corruptness of that and how people are upset with that. I completely understand that. Um, is I've, this the ends to the mean of of getting? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think to... it is. I think that I think that if people um, thought about how they you know vote for some of the things that they vote for, sure. um, or start, and, and I don't mean at the ballots. I just mean with your dollar. You know, when you go and spend a dollar, you're supporting whatever whatever you spent the dollar. On. Exactly. And that's and that's how capitalism works. And so, right. you know, with these banks and things, um, you know, and there's people closing their checking accounts and closing bank accounts while they're down there in the square. But, you know, how long is that going to last? You know, we live in this society that that if you don't have a bank account, where do you cash your paycheck if you have right. one? 
Yeah, you can go to the grocery you store. Can support you can Walmart with five more extra dollars for right, a paycheck over five hundred bucks or Super One or exactly. wherever it is that you cash your check. And then the next thing comes along is, do you want to be able to have a debit card or a or a travel? Do you card want that or, convenience? And some grant some people don't give a crap about it, right? Which is fine. I have to have it. We have it for online stuff. You can go hotboxpodcast.com slash donate and give money right there through PayPal. You know, like we yeah. need it for certain things. We don't need it. It, yeah, but use your bank card for something useful and vote for us. Give us five dollars exactly, so right. that you know, <laughs> instead of I don't know, buying five Snickers your Starbucks bars or, or right. whatever. Um, super frate mocha latte. <laughs> and Justin Fan Light Brown says, "Think people in the streets connecting in person is what is needed right now for humanity. The media and government want to put the movement in a box, in a hot box. They cannot understand the motives of these people. It's bigger than any one issue. It's anger." Yeah, I agree with that, and that's why I was saying is that a lot of these individuals that you know you've seen interviews with them, they have they don't really understand why they're down there, but there's a desire there to a be a part of something. Movement towards this correct square, correct feeling that we're being taken advantage of, or that things are. You and know, we've seen that throughout history that absolutely. people tend to gravitate towards these crowds, and then it hits this boiling point where everyone just goes chaos. Right, and so it's entropy at work. And as <laughs> Justin Fan Light Brown was saying, is that it's it's more more than just one issue it's it's right. not it's, it's a not multitude of fighting capitalism it's not it's 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 morally the the connections that are being made is that m- the vast majority of americans are in the same category you know and and i think that if if there's some awareness brought to the fact that we're all kind of in this together the 99% of us are in in the same society together and that if we could recognize that everybody has different problems, but they maybe should be addressed, or right. maybe there should be a way for those individuals to learn how to deal with those things, I, ooh, whatever. But the the connections, um, I think uh, I agree with that quite a bit. Uh, society's really kind of uh, leaned towards social media and sure. and separating, mm-hmm. you know, yourself from other people and and kind of, uh, uh, you know, putting up some walls. And I don't mean that people aren't being social, but I think the types of connections, like, I don't know about you, but uh, a, a heartfelt SMS conversation or a heartfelt, you know, I am uh, conversation doesn't really pack the same kind of meaning that having the connection in person with that individual. Face to face. Right. Some you know things what I are mean? easier said <coughs> or handled via these textual. sure but maybe they're not easy to say for a reason sure you know there's a lot of things don't it's hard need to, to be e- easy e- to talk about emotion via text one person it's whoever's reading it that's how they're going to perceive it mm-hmm. they may not perceive the sarcasm or the emotion that you put into it when typing unless you of course and it can be caps. completely mistaken i think everybody's had that experience too where <laughs> yeah, you send right. a text and the response is what the fuck is your problem right it's like well, uh, i was just saying good whale. Well, fuck. What did I do wrong? No, I meant I want to at you. <laughs> right? You know, not not that way. Um, Figuratively. And um. So human connections, uh, uh, I, I, I agree with that part. We saw that here in Montana, this this smaller group of, of connections being made um, over cannabis this past year. You know, um, all, all of these people that were kind of hiding in the shadows and and, you know, trying to be as discreet as possible um, had an opportunity to all kind now of have Facebook accounts and 
Yeah, well, that's just me, I think. I think everybody else already had the Facebook account. Right. I, I think I was the newcomer, like, <laughs> which is really bizarre to me, um, to to be that outsider coming into this, this you, whole... You're usually a trendsetter. Yeah, I think I was trying to trendset not to have a Facebook account, you know, not to own a television, not to. Yeah, do and then things. everyone was like, "But dude, how do we play Farmville? <laughs> <laughs> you need a Facebook account." <laughs> Damn you, Zynga! <laughs> um, the connections that were being made are these these shadow lurkers. All of these cannabis users um, have an opportunity right now to, you know, some of us have chosen to be more proud to be a cannabis user and proud to stand up for something we believe in and proud to take this movement and actually do something with this to, to to prove a point, to show people that, you know, we're not a bunch of just lazy stoners or that the stereotype of cannabis users isn't true. And of course for a lot of people, that's going to be very hard to change. But I think a lot of cannabis users or people that got involved in this movement really benefited um, not only from being able to participate in a movement, but the connections that they made with other people that were that had the same interests, same right. goals. Like I didn't know you were into this or whatever. And right, you see that a lot. Right. Oh yeah, and during you know when when we'd have one of those uh, like a cannabis seminar or something where oh, yeah. you know whether a doctor would come to town or somebody would come to town and it was kind of like open to the public, it was kind of interesting the people that would show up and the ones that you knew and the ones that you have seen around or or whatever to find out that you have something in common with those individuals. It's a connection, just like you know Justin Fenley Brown said. Absolutely. So Absolutely. would you be more in favor of it if they said that they were down there occupying, protesting the federal government, what they came out and said about this whole petition thing, about the the online? Now, we know the We the People at WhiteHouse.gov, it said the, the marijuana legalization or treat it, regulate it like alcohol petition had the most by a, quite, a, quite a bit. Twice. 20, yeah, like 20,000 votes. Uh, and so they come out, Gil Kurlowski, the director of the Office of National Drug Control Policy. He says, when the president took office, he directed all of his policymakers to develop policies based on science and research, not ideology or politics. So our concern about marijuana is based on what the science tells us about the drug's effects. Here's where it gets good. Uh, according to the NIDA, the, or the National Institute of Health, or... Uh, the world's largest source of drug abuse research, marijuana is associated, or marijuana use is associated with addiction, respiratory disease, and cognitive impairment. We know from an array of treatment, admission, information, and federal data that marijuana use is a significant source for voluntary drug treatment admissions. Now, why would that be? Why would marijuana be a significant source for voluntary drug treatment admissions? Is that the lesser of two evils, jail time or treatment? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, And visits to emergency rooms. I think what you mean to say is synthetic marijuana, because I did just see another uh, death in the the news cycle there. Uh, Sue, studies also reveal that marijuana potency has almost tripled over the past 20 years. I am so up right now, Ian. I don't even know how I'm holding it together. I can barely read. I'm so stoned right now. You do know you're on the air. Hold on. Whoa. <laughs> Allegedly, I am. <laughs> this is silly. 
triple. It's, it's the same. So what? It's the same. So has the smog in shit. L.A. Yeah, like it's, so it's the same what? shit that they've. It's just regurgitated. This right. is the same blah raising blah, blah. serious concerns about what this means for public health. What does this mean for public health? They have no idea. I'm so high right or now. I can barely even they do this. know, but they can't admit they're wrong. Are I mean, so streaming? much of so much of what our government is built on right now is based on this lie. So and they're so, gonna just ride this one out? Why not? There's no way wow. for us to hold them accountable. Is there not? They can say or do whatever they want. They what have federal patients smoking this stuff. So? And we'll get into it. So is that not Hippocratic? So what? And if it was. I'm so high. <laughs> so that there should be some accountability there. There should be. So do we speak with our ballot votes? Does that even matter at this point? I, I personally don't think so. I think that you would have to replace all of them. Everyone before that would start to make a difference. And even then, like we were saying either, money corrupts. And so you have these lobbyists that are going to come up to a fresh politician. And, uh, you know, lobbyists have the resources to to get what they want. And there's a reason why that's so successful. Um, I I have a feeling that if you took the money out of politics. Sure. That might be If you really made it a pure form of public servitude. Yeah, take the money out of it. Take the money out of it completely. That would attract definitely a a different sort. Absolutely. And our politicians nowadays would be going into the corporate sector. Correct. They'd be like, screw this. Exactly. I'm not and so, any- if you were able to take the money out of it, and even like take you know donation, I really take the money out of it. Pay the pay them a salary, you know something like your national average salary. Like that's what they would get minimum national- wage or no national okay national average, right, average. Right, right. Gotcha. you know what i'm saying like this is a professional job and so whatever the average is which is probably what 42,000 150 grand uh-huh. a year i'll tell it's you it's like 42,000 if you're and, lucky and see the other thing is that these politicians probably make out more than they make a year from their salary is you know perks of the job you know right. being swayed being convinced Having I, that i would power, imagine right? it's a power trip isn't it it's a pure power trip. I I don't know. I guess I would like to find out by running or being in office. You know, like right. I'd like to be swayed and and you and know people put ten million in my their, bank account. I for your you vote. Know, I don't care. Sure, why not? And they say this concern I'm is kidding, raised especially among young people who use the drug because research shows that their brains continuing to develop well into their twenties. Uh, simply put, it is not a benign drug. Just kind of contrary to what we've read in the book My Medicine, that uh, the doctors and, and people said that this is probably the safest substance known to man. But uh, like well, so, yeah, I don't know. To but certain not, men, not to these individuals. That it's not going to kill them. Put them in a room and fill it with pot smoke and watch what happens. At least he said that you know they're not going to be able to arrest their way out of this issue. I mean, that's the True. start of. It doesn't say that they're not going to do that. They're interested in it. They say, uh, like many, we're interested in the potential marijuana may have in providing relief to individuals diagnosed with certain serious illnesses. So not all of you and not as a preventative. Goodness, no. That is why we ardently support ongoing research into determining what components of the marijuana plant can be used as medicine. To date, however, neither the FDA nor the Institute of Medicine have found smoked marijuana to meet the modern standard for safe or effective medicine for any condition. Uh, As a former police chief, I recognize we are not going to arrest our way out of the problem. 
We also recognize that legalizing marijuana would not provide the answer to any of the health, social, youth education, criminal justice, and community quality of life challenges associated with drug use. Which is a blatant lie. Right? That's not accurate at all. At all. Because having less uh, uh, money going into our our prison systems and ruining people's lives, just like the guy from um, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition was talking about, about those, the, the, the education and the the community quality of life. You know, he was destroying this young uh, kid's life because he was going to put mom and dad in prison for 10 years. That's, I mean, that has to do with the, the community's quality of life. Um, the social aspects of that. I mean, all of all, the reasons he said that this isn't going to work are, are all inaccurate in my opinion, of course. Um, solving the criminal justice system, I think taking nonviolent drug offenders out of prison. But you're taking them out of prison and you're putting them in these other facilities. Is that more helpful? Well, right. Well, he goes on to talk about that, saying that we are improving our criminal justice system to divert nonviolent offenders into treatment. But I wonder at some point that do you no longer get the treatment card? You know, if you right, how many times can you play that? Right, right. and so is I is it think, like Jesus? I can say I'm sorry uh, an infinite amount of times. Or? I don't think so. I think that maybe your first Three time you can get out? treatment. Second time you might get a little bit more treatment and community service. But then at some Third point time, in time it's you're like going, clockwork orange treatment. Right, you know, you're going to spend some. Jail time in for drug possession. If you get enough drug possession charges, if even you get two if or three of them, you're not hurting anyone during any of those three possession charges. It still doesn't matter. Absolutely. See, that's messed up. That can't be. Which is why I'm. What? <laughs> which is why this sure. is all bullshit. To right. Me. Um, so they say that uh, that is why the, the, they're they're working towards a balanced and comprehensive. Uh, approach, emphasizing prevention and treatment while at the same time supporting innovative law enforcement efforts that protect public safety and disrupt the supply of drugs entering our communities. See, which tells me who are they going to start targeting more? The dispensaries. The growers. Well, and now it's kind of like they're talking about not just cannabis, but drugs in general. Right. And sure, maybe drug use instead of of preventing cannabis use is the most cost effective way to reduce cannabis use. Which isn't that what this was? This whole thing was directed towards cannabis, and they're straying it out to. Other drugs. Other Schedule One substance. Absolutely. See, I have a problem with that. Again. Uh, yeah, they say preventing drug use is the most cost-effective way to reduce drug use and its consequences in America. And as we've seen in our work through community coalitions across the country, this approach works in making communities healthier and safer. Have you seen this? Has has our community been greatly improved I, by these... Uh, no, because drugs are everywhere. Community coalitions across the... Drugs are everywhere. I mean, this is... Drugs are bad, okay. <laughs> right, and so you have... Uh, this like is, all of them? Like caffeine too? Because you're drinking coffee, and I bet you're drinking booze on the weekend. Yeah. We're also focused on expanding access to drug treatment for addicts. And so 
addicts. So what, your doctor can have 15 people per Suboxone program <sighs> instead of just 10? Like, what do you mean? And I believe he says up here that marijuana use is associated with addiction, which really? it, it's not like it's not like marijuana use causes addiction. It was weird, Ian. For me personally, shooting pills and drinking water. I just I did it until I drowned almost one day. Drink I drank so much water one day. I just have that personality. I you, smoke pot until it's gone. You know I can't help it. Maybe maybe you uh you know, maybe drinking water is associated I with food addiction. all the time. Like at least three times a day, dude. Maybe, I'm in the fridge trying to eat food. I might have a problem. You know, maybe there's a treatment center for you. For food? I'm I can't sure. stop playing on the internet either. Our commitment to a balanced approach to drug control is real. No shit. Ladies and gentlemen. You mean we've all been no shit it's real. It's not a dream. Like we haven't been imagining. Right. All Did of we this. all wake up and everyone that was raided is Christ. now working again or what? This last fiscal year alone, the federal government spent over ten billion dollars on drug education and treatment programs compared to just over nine billion on drug related law enforcement in the US. So and check this out. On um, there's another piece here that was written in response to Normal's uh, whole thing on this, and it says that the addiction links. There's a link here in the thing. It says it links to a NIDA page noting the lifetime dependence rate of cannabis to be nine percent. That is nine in one hundred people who try cannabis will develop a dependence. NIDA does not mention that caffeine has the same nine percent rate. Alcohol is a fifteen percent rate. Tobacco. 32% rate. Interesting. NIDA scientists also rated the addictive qualities of those substances and rated cannabis about equal to caffeine in risk. The withdrawal from this rare dependence is characterized by the Institute of Medicine as, quote, mild and short-lived and includes, quote, restlessness, irritability, mild agitation, insomnia, sleep disturbance, nausea, and cramping. Uh, so, I yeah. I uh, uh, while watching John Stewart, uh, there's an advertisement for a, a a medication. Sure. During and and it talks Was about it for that. Your it's it doesn't it didn't I know that sometimes in in drug advertisements they'll say in rare cases. Sure. But is that one in nine? This this particular advertisement, and I don't remember what it was for, but it said that. This drug may cause brain bleeds, and Whoa. if it continues, you know. And so, in other words, and like the side effects are death, literally. And sure, so, sure. You know, it's like called I, an aneurysm. Yeah, I doubt it's nine percent <laughs> of the people that use this drug get. You saying that higher? Condition. No, I'm just saying that. Uh, you know, there, if there's a possibility that taking some substance is going to make my my brain bleed and you know me to lose vision and you know all these other terrible things it just seems that you know that's not being addressed at all that has right, a, that right. has the federal that's nowhere near has, has your brain ever bled from smoking pot not that i'm has aware your of. vision ever gotten all messed up from smoking pot only when i close my eyes right. <laughs> 32% tobacco and we're we're hooked on that Oh, like, yeah. I've tried to quit smoking cigarettes numerous times. Forget it. Yeah. I don't even want to be that mad. <laughs> I can't. I I, uh, I quit once. I, I like smoking. If I, I could I, smoke I, pot for every time I want a cigarette, I think I could do it. But, see, I can't always do that. You'd be toasted by 3 in the afternoon. Or Noon. that. Toasted. 
toasted. Um, those addictions to those chemicals, you know, caffeine. I, I have to have caffeine in the morning, like caffeine and nicotine. You get some like pretty nasty headaches if you don't. I've gone work. like a few, quite a few days without drinking a rock star, and usually I drink one every morning at work. It's like right. my coffee. Right. And dude, yeah, you get like it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have way less. In in that area, like in headaches or physical, you know, problems when I stop smoking weed, like I can do that. No problem. And I don't get maybe a little agitated. I don't know. I'm agitated oh, I'm anyways because sure. life sucks. You know, like what is that? The weed's fault? Probably not. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just full of holes. And here I'll I'll put a link uh, in the in the live chat here. That's that's the one we were reading uh, from. It's pretty interesting. Some of their their points but i like the whole here's here's the dependence rates oh by the way pot is as addictive as coffee so enjoy that have it has anyone ever has has have we ever had a starbucks rated because of their no no caffeine should be schedule one i think coffee is like our third largest import or something Uh, that's that's cash cow money it's like coffee beans Mm. is one of the america's like largest imports um so I I think that that again is such an integral part of our economy and and people obviously demand caffeine look at Starbucks people are in demand people of that People occupy some Starbucks <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what Absolutely absolutely <laughs> For real. Um so to wrap this up they say our government like you said our commitment to a balanced approach to drug control is real the last fiscal year alone the federal government spent over 10 billion with a b dollars uh, on drug education and treatment programs compared to just over 9 billion on drug related law enforcement in the US thank you for making your voice heard i encourage you to take a moment to go f yourselves and read the president's approach to drug control and learn more it Would doesn't like mention how more? much they spent on incarcerating drug mm-hmm. users. I think we have a clock for that, and yes. So it is quite a they, bit. they like to show you the number that they spent on it's you know, more government. It's more than that, though. It's way more than that. For what? For incarceration. Oh, yeah. The, way the, more the than the amount money of money that the federal government they spends. They should switch, maybe. Yeah, if the, if their limit on incarcerating nonviolent drug offenders was nine billion or ten billion dollars, like whoa, yeah, you know, I the, the numbers that the that uh, was it, Mr. Mooney, the yeah, yeah, Mr. the the leap agent, you know how he was saying that seventy percent of all incarcerated people are it has to do with drugs, and right. that ninety percent of people that find their way out of prison find their way back into prison right. within three years. It's a vicious cycle. So those numbers are just stunning. What? How much money have we spent this year on incarcerating drug offenders? Do you have that number? I will the, in a is sec. Is it something that's it's easy billions. to check out? It's right oh, I'm here. Sure. It's uh, it was over fifteen billion in twenty ten. Right now, twelve billion uh, federal, twenty one state, and uh, for a total of thirty three. Thirty three billion right as of right now. As of right now, thirty three billion in this mm-hmm. fiscal year. Mm-hmm. Thirty-three billion has been spent on incarcerating people, and so like on, that's the on big incarcerating number. one million three hundred eighty-three people, three hundred eighty-three thousand seven hundred fifty-one people. And how much is that per person? Uh, Can you I take the billion uh-huh. number and divide it by the other <laughs> the number? trillion number? Yeah. yeah, hold on, or the million people or whatever. So, like, that's the thing about you I know this this you. article on the the We the People website about legalizing cannabis their argument is you know we've spent they they leave data out that's probably more important like the money that they spent on the program whatever but 
the the big ticket item is how much money is spent on incarcerating these individuals, which is, you know, three times the amount that they've spent on anything else. Um, Over $24,000 a person. So you got $25,000 of... Per uh, person. That's per, more than a lot of us make in a year. Right? So... Yeah, How no, we, we, How encourage you? <laughs> we encourage you to take a moment. Like, thanks a lot, you fucks. Yeah. Take a moment and read other websites about how much money we're really spending. You know, like, I don't know. What a disappointment. I was actually right? hoping that Obama would get up on, like, during right? a press conference and be like... Was I expecting too much? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Can't even get a response from the president about legalizing marijuana. Total... Total rip shot here. I think it's terrible. That is terrible. Well, uh, moving on, we have, of course, the uh, piece about <laughs> it's Halloween time. Watch out for the the marijuana-laced products. Uh, that would be the only reason I would go trick-or-treating. Right? You know, like, and f- <laughs> do, you, do you have any special tricks? <laughs> Trick or treat? I only go to dispensaries, so... <laughs> Uh, I wonder yeah. if anybody's going to trick or treat at our shop on This Monday. is Russ Belleville. This is the man behind uh, the, the live.normal.org where we get replayed on the normal live, live shows. He wrote this. Uh, he says this weekend is Halloween, which means it's time for law enforcement to start scaring the hell out of parents about the wicked, evil potheads lurking in their neighborhoods, waiting to dose their children with the pot candy. <laughs> Halloween time. This is from KABC. Halloween time is not all fun and games. Authorities are warning parents about marijuana lace candy that could end up in their trick or treaters' bags. Why would somebody waste their cannabis treats right? by giving like, it a Who out? do you know that just has pot? Like, like we're in a recession right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know this or not. Dude, I totally made up like 150. Check this out. I'm going to dose the whole neighborhood, bro. <laughs> yeah. LSD. Watch this, bro. <laughs> Like people don't. That do was my that. friend. I would be like, "Where what do you the live? Your problem. Dude. Save that shit for us." I know. You know that's so ridiculous. And I guess if there is some twisted fuck out there that would like to to dose unexpecting children, it's not going to be with pot. It's going to be with HIV or hepatitis. <laughs> like, let's get real at who the real killer is here. It's not pot. It's HIV. Okay. Did your mom ever take away the corn balls and things that you No, got? but in California, I remember we would always, they would either go through it or later on in life, before we moved up here, they start, the hospital started doing things where they would run it through the x-ray. So they did that. Oh, but yeah, they did shit. that. And they told us it was needles and pixie sticks and it was uh, razor blades and Snickers bars. I don't know where this came from, but that's what they were all afraid of. I never really ate apples, so that wasn't ever a problem or anything unwrapped. Like it always had to be an original, right? With no well, I just I, I, I remember trick or treating an here, myth, and people it? would give you like a popcorn caramel ball wrapped right. in cellophane. Right, right, right. You know, and like my mom but always took those people away. You knew in California, we went to like other neighborhoods. We would actually yeah, I did drive that here too. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we did that here too because hmm. we never lived in the good neighborhood. You had to go to the other side of sure. town. Right, right, to, like, the other side of the tracks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to like real. get the good candy and stuff. But, but I, I just don't see anybody like planning on giving away their stash. Well, check it out. Here's their spin. The, and this is the L.A. Sheriff's Department and narcotics officials. They came out with a variety of candy, soda, chocolate, and other snack foods <laughs> containing concentrated amounts of marijuana that were recently seized from 
local dispensaries. Mm. So these are the professionally made infused products for people that have cards, and they think that they're going to somehow, here's a couple oxys and my pot stash. Have a good day, Johnny. Like, people don't do that. L.A. County Sheriff's Department Sergeant Glenn Wash said parents should definitely inspect the candy their children bring home after trick-or-treating. Because, as you all know, humans are complete shit. And there will probably be something in there painful. Uh, Wash said a pungent smell or an odd taste can serve as indicators. Is that is this pot? Oh, no, it's or just semen. Or an odd taste. It's just semen. It's, it's just fine. Semen. It's fine. Eat that. Go ahead. No, here. Put it in here and then eat it. Uh, as for the potency of the marijuana-laced products, Wash said the level of THC, the chemical found in marijuana, can vary from zero to over 90%. This one, this one has a zero percent. This one has, a, in other words, it's not really laced. But I like, I like the next, like where the person that wrote the article takes off, like. You yeah, know, and I like what Russ says. He's like, you don't want your kid getting a candy with 0% THC in it. But if you find any of that 90% stuff, send it my way for proper disposal. Right? For real. How stupid is this? First off, if there's a person out there who would intentionally hand THC-laden treats to children, they are a criminal. They'd be just as likely to poison Halloween treats or put pins and razors um, in them, uh, which needles. is an urban legend with no right? truth to it. I no thought it was. I thought Mythbusters busted this myth. <laughs> <laughs> Second, on. if you are a person who uses THC-laden treats for medicinal or recreational purposes, why are you handing out a $20 Buddha finger Buddha when finger. you could pass out a 20-cent Butterfinger? <laughs> right? Yeah, you want to be, <laughs> you want to be so sure some kid you don't know and won't see get high that you'll spend 100 times more on Halloween candy? Exactly. Yikes. Thank you. Um, third, the stuff cops displayed was seized from dispensaries. Which is, oh my lord, this is so tacky. Isn't I, I, it? I mean, it's a scare piece. It's nothing more than a scare piece, right? Watch and out for the marijuana boogeyman. Ooh, he's going to get you high and then rape you. Like, yeah, no, sure, dude. there are normal edible mushrooms and soft drinks and bottles with caps, but come on, how many kids crave mushrooms, and how long has it been since they've bought a Honestly, soft drink? Honestly, dude, I'm more addicted to Jolly Rancher awesome twosomes than I am to pot. Like, <laughs> fact. <laughs> I can't go into a convenience store that sells them without buying at least two bags. Fact. <laughs> it's That's terrible. Funny. It's terrible. So there's your, your Halloween... Uh, Fear mongering. I like the pucker rooms gummies. I've seen these at the store. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them too. Willy Wonka. He yeah, they the look best. like psilocybin mushrooms. <laughs> so we have some good news. Some uh, more marijuana combating chemotherapy uh, stuff. This one is in chemotherapy induced nerve pain. Uh, Doctor Joe McSherry writes on the MPP blog. Research continues to show cannabinoids are remarkably helpful for symptomatic as well as therapeutic treatment in cancers. Inhaled cannabis has a long history of use by some patients to mitigate pain without the sedating uh, side effects of opiates. THC, the main psychoactive component in cannabis, has been shown to restrict metastases and growth in a variety of tumor cell lines. Uh, THC as Marinol, FDA approved, has been used in humans to mitigate nausea and vomiting side effects of chemotherapeutic agents for over 25 years. In recent years, CBD, cannabinoidal, 
Bleh. A non-psychoactive constituent of the resin from some cultivars of cannabis has also been found to work in concert with THC through different mechanisms to inhibit or kill tumor cells. Now, is CBD in Marinol? It is not. No. That's why Marinol's crap. Mm-hmm. Better luck next time. <laughs> so, pretty interesting uh, there that... Not only did we find it causes apoptosis in leukemia cells, but now we're also finding it helps with chemotherapeutic pain. I I thought that I knew that, actually. I feel like I've known that, like, every time it comes out and it's like, hey, it's helpful in this way, I've been like, yeah, no shit. Right? Yeah, I could have guessed, actually. Is that just common knowledge, or are we just because we do this show and where you work? I I think just because we're... Because of who we are. Yeah, I mean... Right, okay. Um, is what I would but like now, to see, find. Did you, did you subscribe to High Times no. when you were younger? See, I didn't either. No. I wasn't that interested. I was on, no, at all. <laughs> I had like, good buds smoke? in my hand. Wizard smoke for real? Yeah, I had good buds in my hand. I didn't need to. I, I do own the Canna Bibles, like the books, like the nice right, printed right, books that right. have all the different strains and pictures. And I, I like the guy that writes those books. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it would be a really cool couple months to do that tour and smoke all those right. buds and Podcast you know write about it yeah write what so you awesome. have to think about each particular strain and the location that you're at you know and you get some really cool pictures of people's gardens and this and that i just oh, think it would sure. be you know kind of a cool culture i do an ebook that people could subscribe to that would get updated each year right or you could have the nice high res you know yeah we that would be really that. cool that we need really investors cool. hotboxpodcast.com slash donate let me podcast for a year while we travel around and smoke pod- yeah, we could, you know, we could do the... We'll, we'll do the, two shows a week, The I Montana promise. strain rally or you something. You could, even you around know? here, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, For absolutely. Sure. You Maybe know? dip into Oregon a little bit. I think it would just Washington, be interesting to maybe. see, you know, see the best of the best of what this state has to offer, you know, and then yep. you could do a, a battle of the buds, you know what I mean? You could, <laughs> you could have the Washington's well, bests yeah. versus Montana's best, you know, and we could... Like a Super Bowl of sorts? Right, right. Of like head-to-head, <laughs> head, like Bud Bowl, huh? <laughs> Super we? Bowl, would, no pun Would Budweiser sue the shit out of us? I don't know. <laughs> Bud Bowl 420. <laughs> well, they have that sign that says, grab some buds, I Budweiser. Know, right? It's like, Budweiser, uh, right. crack a brew, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Budweiser, to, you're to, dumbing down our To friends. do a medical state competition on who's got, the, who's got the most uh, medicating meds of sorts, maybe. That would be good. Um, you know, you see this other uh, poll that came out. It's another one of those national things that say, you know, should we legalize cannabis? And they've been kind of tracking this since 1970. <laughs> and we're finally here in 2010, 2011 at the, the 50-50 mark, where half of the the states <laughs> say, yes, we should, and the other half are idiots. Can I say that? The other half are complete idiots. That's, How do you live? Um... How do you I, not remember to look both I, I ways? I wonder if it's going to go up. You know, the, uh, a lot of politicians talk about how public support and, you know, that, that but they make it seem negative because the public is, is accepting cannabis in a, in a one who's going to protect your kids light. from that 50%, those evildoers. Well, the, 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 the ten there were the fifty billion dollars we've been spending on drug, <laughs> the which isn't prevented anything. to one citizen. Yeah, which have. hasn't prevented anything. I no. mean, drugs are still readily available. There's still no 
Like, you may have to hunt for a while to find particular substances. They come in cycles, though, which is good because you don't want cocaine flooding your city all the time. time. Let me tell you. But with cannabis, since it's the most widely available drug, not only in the medical states, but in... Every state, marijuana is the the drug you're going to find. Can we the most do that of. study and go to each of the fifty states and like say, here's what time we got into town, here's how long it took before we first scored pot, and like that would show, be a really interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, and and kind of do like a little profile on the person you scored the weed from and see how that varies state <laughs> to state. Like that would be so interesting to do. I think. Oh man, like a black market culture Kinda. study. Totally. I wonder. I wonder though. Just grab some. I mean, because I would wanna. I would wanna. I would wanna. I don't know. I th- you'd gotta film it. You know, you'd For have sure. to. And that might. Well, interfere they have just those hidden camera kind of things. You know, people. Yeah, we people could get a couple that. pinhole cameras. Yeah, exactly. And I just think it would be interesting that. to see. Like, can we do a documentary? I don't know. Like, it's been so long it? since I've like hit somebody up for a bag. I like, know it's been years since I've I had think the to, last like, time we did was in Canada. <laughs> I wonder if I like. Uh, I wonder if it would help to like bring your medical marijuana card or like you know what I mean. Just so like if you were in Something. a different state, you know, and we're like, like no, we I'm... do a show about this. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're we are not cops. Yeah, Trust. like I have my medical card. Like I'm just not. Maybe at home. we should bring some and then be like, man, this is every state we go to. Be like, man, this is the last of what we got. Can you can you hook it up? I wonder. I just—it's been so long since I've you. hit somebody up for herb. Yeah, you know, and it it's so be funny too because if somebody were to ask me, the answer would be no. Right? <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> you know, and I and it's I weird how that I'm works. Elbow deep in cannabis all day long, and if somebody right. was to hit me up, like walking out to my car at Super One, and somebody was like, "Hey, man, you, and you, that's you the fear me a bag? that these—I would love to help my fellow man, but the fear that this brings that you might be a cop and I could lose everything. Like, nah, it's not worth getting you a bag, right, bro? And for me, it's more of like, nah, man, I'm not at work, <laughs> you know, like or that. Sure. Catch me during store hours, and you do get calls of people wanting hookups after work. Right? Yeah, I've made the mistake. Well, some, you do it once. Some you're of like, these individuals, Fuck. you know, I've given my cell phone number out. To a handful of people sure. that are that are patients of ours, sure. And most of them, I gave them my number for other reasons. You know, somebody was was making my display racks, and or you know, somebody I got them, I helped them get a painting job, and so I needed to, you know, we needed to, to right. contact each other outside of. Sometimes Facebook shop. just doesn't cut it, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Well, and actually, I, I really hate fucking Facebook. So, um, we. <laughs> I've given my number out to a, a select group of individuals, and it's so funny that uh, not all of them, but a vast majority of them have tried calling me at, you know, 830. Would you say 80% of the people yeah, you Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. A high 80%? At, at least, <laughs> you know, and it's been either later at night, and there's there's one particular person that has, hasn't given up. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> she just she just hasn't given up. She'll she'll call it on, on Sunday at like the last time it happened. It was Sunday at nine p.m. and it was, hey man, are you in town? <laughs> no, no, I'm at home. Like we just pulled dinner what? out of the oven. Yeah, like, right. What? Oh well, could I stop by? Oh, could you please? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. <gasps> Absolutely not. Absolutely. Oh, I'll just be there for a minute. Uh-uh. And it was like, thank That's God worse. you don't know where I live. That's so much worse, though. Like, just coming well, in not, and out like I that. I live out of town. It's, well, sure. I've always, I don't know. That don't doesn't bother to, me. Yeah. The point is, is like, no. No. Fuck, no. You, 
if you're too unorganized to make it down to my shop one of the six days that I'm open, or if you can't make it down there during store hours, I don't know. The other issue for me, and I guess this is really most of the reason, Mm -hmm. um, and I have helped people out outside of work. You know, I've taken a tincture up to the hospital. I've taken um, somebody's. But somebody's, those are extreme cases, right? right? I've taken That's somebody's not... order over to their house because they just had knee surgery and they can't exactly. get up. And you, being the provider, can differentiate between bro right. and, and like serious. You know, knee. I. You know, you can a hear the respirator in the in the background. Exactly. <sighs> you know, like, oh, can I get some? Yeah, they have me on morphine, but I just want tincture. Like, yeah, I'm gonna bring it up to the hospital for you. But if you're like exactly. at home playing video games, you're like, like, oh, bro, I'm out of Fritos and weed. Right, you called Pizza Hut, and then you called your dispensary guy to see yeah. if he'd bring over a 20. That's why you go Friday before they close. So I guess th- th- this would tie into what we talked about last week about uh, dispensary etiquette. Dispensary like, etiquette. I don't know. Like, what I what I do at work is it's, I sell a product at work. You know, I don't I don't get anything out of it by running over a, a bag of weed to you. It's not right. my It's not like weed. You just, I, I just work there. You didn't buy this much for $50, and now you're you're selling this much for $50 and you're going to pocket that. Like right. it's a business. This like, has to go into the register and exactly. you get paid in two weeks. You don't make that initial <laughs> right. instant money, which is why people do do that. But that's Absolutely. not you. That's so, not this business. You know, after hours, like it doesn't, it doesn't do me any good other than I would be doing you a favor. And so like, exactly. And maybe I someday I'll need something from you, but probably not. <laughs> Let's <Right>. be honest. <laughs> right, well, I'm right. pretty straight in my ways. Yeah, I'll, this I'll isn't. A, uh, this usually isn't a two way street. Right? People. Is it? I know. Um, huh? Like, it's like that same eighty percent. And the other thing is, is everybody wants to work at a dispensary. Every patient bro, would like to work at bro, the dispensary. Coolest like, job ever. Oh, right. Like you know, <laughs> like you're in there smoking weed all day and just not giving a fuck about life. Yeah, and it's so That's funny because. That's not what I do at work. I don't smoke while I'm at work. You know, I I, I feel like I have enough to do that. Like, it's like getting honestly, high at work would inhibit me from like actually right. you know, being productive for some of those. I hours. think I smoke more weed at work than you do, Absolutely. and you work in a dispensary. Absolutely, like, it, that's how it is. It's, People are always asking, like, oh. it's like the farm. Like your friends, like, yeah, dude, I'm a pharmacist. Like, dude, you must just sit around and get. Fucked up all yeah. day. It's like no, not do you want really. Me, yeah, do you want me to bring over some tinfoil, bro? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. It's can like I can it's hang out with not. you at work. Yeah, but, you I'm know, just people... back here snorting oxies all <laughs> night. Like it's the greatest job. Twenty four hour Walgreens. Like it's not like that, dude. Um, or but you know, people. Uh, oh well, are you looking for any extra help? Like no. <laughs> I'll put um, you on our waiting list. Uh, you know, the the other thing is is that you know most people. It's so funny too because you can ask. Oh, uh, well, you know maybe. Uh, you know, tell me what you know about indicas. Sure, uh, the test was. And in the, to answer a question no, about wait, you what sell you th- pot, right? Hold on, <laughs> you know, like asking bucks. basic questions, and and right. I think that a lot of people don't realize that. You do have to help people out with specifics with cannabis because right. not everybody That's is just looking you, to get high. Exactly, there That's are other people that want as a service, right? And then you know, of course, like customer service. Like I know that sure. I, I don't know about other dispensaries, but I find that to be the most important part of what I'm doing down there. And so it's like a doctor's bedside manner. Exactly, exactly. You gotta make um, them feel comfortable, especially. 
in a place that they think they might be raided at any given time. Yeah. You know? Or uh, can I sweep your floor or, or, or wash your windows for you? And it's like, how would that look if... <laughs> Dude, can I just suck your dick? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what you're doing. Like, how would no. that look if, you Get know... You were here. going into Walgreens and there was somebody dressed in street clothes. <laughs> like uh, wiping the windows. Right, washing the windows down uh, really quick. Shining like, his shoes and shit. I don't know. Like, no, it's I weird. Can, I can mop my own floor. It's like, do you, Can you wash dishes at the restaurant? Like, that's... That's the equivalent. That's weird. Um, and it's not that it's. I I know that times are tough. I'm not like trying to say that. You, you know, you get an A for trying, but it's <laughs> it's. I get asked twice a day. I bet. Oh, twice a day. Oh At well, uh, you know, if I can sit up front in the glass shop, and you know, if you, you don't have anybody up there, do you want an employee up there? It's like no, no, I don't. Because you you got it right, you got it just right. You would just be sitting up there, like, right? The amount of people that come through there to buy glass is you can easily manageable y- exactly. from one person, exactly. But, um, it's, it's we're not pulling drive through windows. Is and where like, you right know, is where I'm going with this. Orders. Is um, I, I think that a lot of people find that working in a dispensary is kind of mystical and exciting. Yeah, and, it's like the guy who works at the head shop, you know, like right. Dude. Yeah, he's oh, always man, a he's bro got such a cool job. Yeah, right. yeah. and like, I don't know. I think that if you work in a dispensary, you work in the glass shop, or if you work in one of these places, it's not mystical. It's just a job. And if it is, you have you're to- probably going to get arrested soon. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying, be careful. And so you know, it's 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 interesting that you know everybody thinks that you know those of us that work in the marijuana industry are have the greatest fucking job ever. Honestly, Ian, I thought that at first too. Did you? I did. Did you? And then I saw after, you know, I started coming in there more often I was, and how you run things. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's just like a pharmacy. It's it's totally different than what I thought. It, well, I had to make it what I thought. I don't know, like Your when I started of working a there, business, right. right? When I started working there, it wasn't really done the way that I do things. You know, we used the the windows where there's a little hole cut out in the window, and you hand the cannabis jars I through the little that. slot, and you say, "Oh, what about this one?" or "Oh, what about this one?" You I know? remember and, before you started working there, when the place uh-huh. first opened, the lady that was in there, it, it was yeah. kind of like that. And, yeah, and and. So that's I don't know It just kind of felt like You were going up To pay your ticket Or something right? Like uh, The judge will see you In a minute Wait yeah, what Kind of uncomfortable You know And like uh, I, I don't know It's just really weird the, the previous owner Was really worried about Like security You know Kind of like Oh man Well I don't want Anybody in here Have like, you had anyone Like just snatch A whole jar And try to break For no, the door Ever right No Not a whole jar Bits Oh absolutely Really I think, Not like, like Not like grab side. a bit And like bust but like I don't know, like I think that I think that people I I know for a fact people have got into jars and like pulled a bud out and put it in their like the palm of their hand and then put the lid. You know, I, I know some of that happens on occasion. You know, somebody Does that has just the, cost a business. Well, you know, what am I going to do about it? Like, yeah, I could put a little, like, I could do, I could set it up differently and have, like, little bits in each one of the jars. And so I'd have to have, you know, 24 jars that have a little bit in them. Sure. But, like. And then constantly be replenishing from a source. No, I mean, I could pull it out of the other jars. But I think that there's something to be said about the intimacy of cannabis. And if you are, if you are genuinely interested in cannabis or in your medication, there's something to be said about getting to know it, you know, or, like, inspecting it, being able to open it. And I don't think. It's cool seeing a full jar as opposed to a jar that looks like you're about out. 
Right. Yeah. So so you open this jar and and there's something to be said about having different buds to kind of look at to compare it from rather than thinking that I just pulled the best of the best out of the jar and put a little bit in the display thing and what you get is different. Like you got to see everything this is there what is you're to see. taking home. Yeah, like right, and right. you get to take some some of what you're looking at, you know? And so it, also I think that, you know, um larger amounts have have a more aromatic smell, you know? Um you sure. know, we, we did the the coffee bean bags thing so you could even like smell the coffee beans between bags. I just think it's a really personal process for some people right, right. to pick out their cannabis. Other people they, you know, they, they, they don't care shit. that oh, blueberry sounds good. I'll try that. Right. Or ooh, what I'll try that think? one. You all probably the time. get a lot of that, right? All the time. What's good? You must good? smoke all these, dude. What's good? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's and it's. I don't you can know. tell some. You can tell each person a different strain is good, and they'll all believe you. It's all in how absolutely. you absolutely for sure. Absolutely, I can. The the if I told this is like twenty percent placebo here, right? I told <laughs> each person that a different strain was my absolute favorite, like, and I could tell them the very next day that a different strain was my favorite. But you know what? They're gonna go home and have that experience. Because you place it's, that in their mind. For some people, it's the power and, of suggestion. For other people sure. that need specific effects out of cannabis, it is not power of suggestion. If you need your appetite stimulated, I cannot tell you that this particular strain is going to do it, and it it might it, not. It may not for you. Because it, it may happens. have for me. But the case is also true that something that do, that is stimulates other people's appetite may not stimulate yours cuz so we have right. you know original green bud or organ green bud and that's like a heavy indica that always stimulates you know a couple people's appetites but then you have this other person that tries that out and it doesn't stimulate their appetite so they you know they, they don't think it works they think the biggest thing is the edibles i think right. some people you know, this one woman was saying, I have really potent all, uh, olive and vegetable oil. And she was saying, we all, you know, I tried to, I, I, I made some macaroni and cheese and I used this instead of butter. And, and I couldn't even tell that I had changed it out. And I said, okay. She said, my and then kids I, loved it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, and then I made some brownies uh. and I, you know, I ate half the pan of brownies and it didn't really do anything for me. And so and then she says, so then I just poured uh, an eighth of a cup in out and just drank it. <laughs> Oh, an eighth of a cup of oh. vegetable oil uh. down her throat. That's, just I like mean, cannabis was still that's, that's oh terrible, oil. right? That's right, oh. and I'm standing there with I my just mouth ate a, open. A stick of butter, right? I just ate right. like a whole stick well, of butter. Well, that's really popular, in and is it Texas? Oh, it's like the number one it. barbecue food is like deep fat fr- or no, but. the number one. F- Fair food is deep fat fried butter. Right. What the Ugh. fuck? So anyway, she drank an eighth of a cup of medicated olive oil, <laughs> just straight, and she was like, and it didn't do anything. To I me. did throw up though, but <laughs> but then I didn't because <laughs> the cannabis. Right. I like unregurgitated oh, my regurgitation. I don't know. That is so. Foul. It, you know, she wanted to know what other people thought about the 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 oil, and you know. Honestly, a lot of people have to dilute it down because they want to be able to eat their baked good and still function. Right. You know, and when I'm Those telling her this. Potent, and eating it is a different high, especially if it's been decomposed properly and it's activated. Whoa, boy. Absolutely. <laughs> Watch out. And so, you know, she, uh, uh, you know, was very, she, the, the, uh, my edibles didn't do anything for her. And then I ask her what other medications she's on, you know, because if you're under the influence of, you know, four or five other opiates, and it you will uh, exponentiate. What's the word for it? It 
it increases the potency, I think. Not the potency, but the effects of the Or it drowns it out. I think that if really? you're under the influence of... I've never... I, I don't know. Different people, I suppose. So what about if you were on methadone? That's a different kind of opiate, but uh-huh. still, I don't know. I don't if, think if it would drown a, it out. From a, personal experience from back in the day, I would say that it's still any kind of opiate that I would take. It would make it the effects increase. But that's me. See, okay. I, it may that's not you. be for someone else. I, I think that that's the, I, that's the thing I've had the most issue with is people eating it an edible and saying, oh, "I didn't." Well, it's I don't a totally see what the big different deal experience is. too. You Absolutely. get some dizzy ass shit going after you eat too many edibles. Yes, you can. And you may want to throw up, but yes, you can. I don't make things that potent. I I mean, you could make them yourself that potent with the oil that I have, but. Um, to sell cookies and brownies out of the shop or bread or whatever, like I, I can't <laughs> justify selling something that if you eat some of it, you're going to be like throwing up. Dick like that's not dirt. a good product. That's we're trying to actually combat your nausea. Not right. <laughs> you know right. exactly. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool, man. I think before we get out of here too, we wanted to thank everybody. Uh, you got rid of the majority. We printed out some papers for the shop for the voting yeah. to vote for us for the podcast award. The voting did end. Uh, what was it last night? Or it was the twenty seventh. It ended. I'm glad that I don't have to vote anymore. I know. I was doing that. I mean, like... I got four machines that I vote on. Oh, nice. <laughs> And I, I totally didn't do it every okay. day, but I got most sure. of them. I, I hit it on my cell phone in here. Sure, maybe at work. But that's the girls voting at work. I was just reminding them <laughs> by doing it for them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But, yeah, thank you, guys. Hopefully, I don't know, we'll see what happens. Um, I think he said they were going to announce the winners November 4th, Friday, November 4th. It's going to be live at the Blog World and New Media Expo. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you can check that podcast awards.com. So thank you guys. Uh, Ian, thank you. Uh, th- yeah, we thanks. got the show great. done and done. You guys can catch these shows replayed. If you didn't hit them live uh, on live.normal.org on like Tuesdays and there's a whole schedule up there. Uh, we do these shows live usually on Friday nights, but sometimes on Saturday nights too. So yeah, Just when I fuck up, we'll post on Facebook and Twitter. Trust. If you follow those, you will know when the show goes live. Twitter.com slash hotbox podcast. Same with Facebook. So uh yeah, leave a message for the show, four oh six two oh four four six eight seven and join us in the chat room, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. Check out the site. Uh there's new marijuana news on there every day. Fatality rates, things we come up with from reading news stories that have killed more people than marijuana has. The stupid things like having your iPod stolen and killed for and that kind of crap. So uh, there you go, and we'll catch you guys next Friday. So peace out. If you like, you like this is where where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be.